Let's get this bitch started. I said we got this. Flow stupid, yet the rhyme's so brilliant. Never could you bring the kid down, I'm too resilient. And fuck them biting ass niggas who be stealing. Y'all niggas copy my style like a chameleon. I'm a Brazilian, that's one in a million. Too high for ceilings, it's how I am feeling. What the blood clot? How did all these nug rocks have me looking dumb hot with my eyes all bloodshot? Now that's a mugshot in the making. No need Yo, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Hip Hop Heads Podcast. H cubed up in this biatch. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We back with another episode, man. And this week, we hitting y'all with that good old album review that we've been talking about for a long time. Of course, is Mary J. Blige "Share My World"? I believe this is her second album. Is that correct? No, this is the third album. I believe I was wrong. <laughs> this is the third. This is her third album. As but see, that even just goes to show y'all that I had actually. This was one of uh, uh, Cooper's picks, mm-hmm. and I personally had never. I knew who Mary J was, hadn't sat down and listened to a Mary album. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. This is the first time that I sat down and went track for track, Mary J, Blige. And this is somebody, an artist that is very near to my co-host's heart. Yes. This is arguably one of his favorite artists of all time. Yes. Maybe, maybe number one. My favorite, for def- definitely my favorite, my favorite female vocalist, for sure. Yeah. But uh, this album is really incredible. I was like, I was super excited to find out you were ready to check out hip, uh, check out some R and B. And I feel like mm-hmm. Mary is really the perfect bridge for someone like you because oh, yeah. a lot of her beats, especially at the beginning of her career, since she was labeled as the queen of hip hop soul, you get a lot of hip hop really sounding beats. So it's a lot uh, easier to like do the transition from listening to straight hip hop going into R and B and such. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, and I noticed that very early on uh well honestly from the first song uh you know that it just it 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 does a very good job at blending like you said hip-hop and r&b and just kind of you know like you said she she her her title fits her well because a lot of these uh a lot of these beats from uh and instrumentals from these songs are very very uh hip-hop influenced if not hip-hop all the way basically But I mean, that goes to also show like a lot of the producers that she had back in the day, they were hip hop producers for the most part. Mm -hmm. Like uh, Puffy was one of the major producers in the beginning of her career. Obviously, really? a hip hop producer. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, because she was on. Was, was she on Bad Boy? She uh, she wasn't on Bad Boy, but she was like, I don't want to say like loosely affiliated, well, but her and Puff have always been tight as shit. Like I know Puff oh, okay. produced her first two albums for sure. They, she was never yeah, part of Bad um, Boy, but she was like, they they're cool as shit. I was about to say because um I remember listening to I believe it was a whole it was a Locks interview and I think Jada Kiss was talking he was saying that pretty much Mary was the big reason why the Locks got on uh because I guess like you said she was cool with with, with Diddy uh our and our, they were from the same place they were both from Yonkers New yep. York so it was uh you know what I mean like she I guess she was able to put that good word in and obviously we'll hear later on that they were able to get a uh she was able to get a Locks uh, collab very early on in the Locks' career because I want to this is ninety seven. I so. mean, I want to say this is probably one of the first things we ever heard the Locks on. Like, could be it's a good possibility. Yeah, and, and and we'll definitely get into it a little uh, further on. But you're right, um, early early Locks on here. There's just a lot of really uh, you know just just big names. You got Nas, and, and and this is actually something that I was meaning to ask you, which I guess we can get to more in depth when we get to the songs, but. I see names like George Benson, 
and uh, I forgot who else it was. Roy uh, Ayers, probably. Yeah. Roy. So was that just that, like, they might have written it because I feel like I didn't really hear too many, too much of them. I think that that is a like um. Some type of a musical artist. He's some type of a musical musical artist. I'm actually looking it up right now. Um, okay. Yeah, he's a jazz. George Benson is a jazz guitarist, so probably oh, okay. some of the guitar samples or something in that song had uh, something from George Benson, and it's probably the same in that one song that has Roy Ayers. I don't know which song that is off the top of my head, but uh, yeah, yeah, no, that that was. Just something that I was curious about because I had heard. I feel like I had heard these names and um, wasn't sure what was going on. But yeah, well, man, fuck it. Let's. I think this is that some of the some of the songs are um, like they're sampled, but they're very close yeah. to what it was originally. So they just put that right. artist as the featured artist. So you pay them, and sense. they get royalties. Or the if they're not living anymore, the estate would get royalties under that artist's right. name. So it's kind of a cool way to still take care of older artists. And artists that are not necessarily, especially, I mean, at that time, they were both popular art musicians, but they were more back in the day than the 90s. They weren't that popular with the youth. And I've never understood, like, older artists who kind of, like, don't allow other artists to use their uh, either even make a cover or do a remix or a remake or just sample their music. Because I think that that's the ultimate form of... Uh, of, of, of showing how great you are is by somebody else being inspired by something that you made and making something that is very similar, but completely different at the same time. So well, I, 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 I never, think, I've I think never... a lot of that stems from back in the day, especially from Puffy because uh, Puffy did not pay everybody royalties for sampling a lot of the stuff that he sampled in the nineties. And I think he got mm. caught up with that later on, like in like the, the late two thousands or the twenty tens, and he ended up having right. to pay back all those people throughout the nineties and the two thousands and the two thousand tens. Because he was sampling everything that Puffy made basically was sampled. But it was yeah. a well known fact that Puffy was not paying everyone he was sampling from their music. So you could argue that like Puffy kind of like like n- niggas probably would have been able to sample a lot more freely. Had it not been for Puffy completely abusing the system. Exactly. Because a lot of people wanted to want to sample stuff, but now, of course, you have to get the artist permission now. And the artist won't always get permission. Like a big thing that happened a couple years ago, Nicki Minaj was trying to release her last album, and she had a Tracy Chapman sample that Tracy Champel, Ch- Chapman refused to, to, to say yeah. she could use. Yeah, to refuse to clear. So, you know, it's crazy because um, I actually uh, I put out a song on YouTube uh, because. For a class we had to make a music video and i was like fuck it let's just do a song that i did mm-hmm. and the song that i did had a sample that um when i uploaded my song mm-hmm. that shit got flagged and it's kind of crazy that the algorithm picks everything up even yeah, man. from somebody as little as me who's like not getting nearly as not nearly a lot of views, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of crazy that even like the little fish, they will come and get their fucking money. Mm-hmm. Any, believe me, however many views that I got on my shit went directly to that person, whoever. Exactly. Sampled. Well, you know, uh, remember I used to do the old, old school jam of the day joint where I put up music and shit every day? Yeah. Nigga, I got hit by the con- by the, the record companies for, to like, I guess, really? yeah, they start striking down my shit all the time. And every now and then, like, the other day, I just had random, a bunch of notifications. And I looked at my phone. I was like, "What the hell's going on?" And it's just like, this video is no longer being able to be viewed. This no longer be able to be viewed. No longer be able to be viewed. And I'm just like, "What the fuck? Y'all still doing this shit?" It was and one it minute. Help. 
It, it don't help that a lot of these artists are from the same era, so they're probably following the same uh, record label, or at least, you know, uh, they're probably, once it hits one video, it's gonna hit all of them, so you know what I mean? Exactly. It, and it's funny, because you did, you did used to do that, like, almost every day, I wanna say. No, I did yeah, every day but the weekend, for real. Every day of the week. Yeah. And I did it for yeah. multiple years, at least three years before that started happening. And then it was like, I remember it was like right before Christmas, I started having trouble where I would put up a video and it would get taken down. And it would be like, every, like I'd have to put up like three different videos before I could get one that would stick. And then like right. literally the day after Christmas, I couldn't put up shit. And then after the, the first of the year, it was just like strike, 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 strike. I was like, God damn. It was like days at a time where I have like 250 messages. All of them are just strike downs. I was just like, Jesus. Yeah, dog. They don't <laughs> come get their change. They going to. They going to. But we have veered wildly off topic. Oh, yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's get into that. This is starting to turn into a regular episode, man. No let's, get, let's go right into the album, man. We're going to go song by song just yeah. because it's a great album. And uh, fuck it. Let's dive in. To, uh, the first song, which is just the intro, yep. uh, very short. I wrote down that it's kind of like a merry highlight tape, if you will. Yeah. Kind of goes through all her accolades and just kind of like in the background, there's a dude talking. I would say it's like a merry highlight tape. Yep. Honestly, this is the same dude, and I. It was like a lot of mostly bad boy artists. I want to say back in the day, but had this dude talking during the intro of their albums. Like, he's on, like, the beginning of uh, a few people's albums. Like, I think it was the beginning of Maze's album. Uh, the, I think he's somewhere. He's in, like, interludes and shit like that. That voice right. is just known. And, um, you know, for a bunch of people at the beginning of the album, they'll, they'll just talk about it. And it's always some type of hype. But, oh, Foxy Brown's first album was like that. That's one of the things I was thinking about. So, you know, it's, it's always an interesting take of the way that they do intros, especially in the 90s, because they started switching oh, yeah. stuff up and trying to make it more just so different. You know, like the, they always had interludes, but like the interludes were more involved and getting longer and they were literally mm-hmm. skits and shit. Like it, it kind of got cool after a while. So it, it literally turned into skits at a certain point. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was like, I think I think you hit it right on that. This was like right before it got to that point all the way because it was still uh short for the most part this mm-hmm. song i think is only like a minute or so maybe yeah. even less than that really um but yeah no i, th- I think this joint did a good job at uh you know just kind of setting the tone for the album and just i don't know like i feel like it it, it definitely it, it wasn't i didn't think dan shouldn't have been here or dan this is stupid yeah like, i didn't either sense. and you got a little bit of vocals from mary in the background going share yeah. mm-hmm. my way you know what I'm saying so mm-hmm. it was it was pretty cool it's like you know you okay okay you can see that mary you can see mary got a little bit of range just in what she gave you right there you yep. know and then you yeah. get the, the intro okay mary mary's out here doing it let's find out what's good and nah, that's a fact and then you slide into number two i can love you featuring little kim now this song is straight up a classic it, it always will be and it's honestly, it's just a fucking, I, I'd say, you could kind of consider it one of those women's power anthems where she was just like, look, it doesn't matter how good she looks. I can love you better than she can. And it's like very simple to the point song. It's very vicious. It samples the the Queen Bitch um, sample from uh, Lil' Kim's first album. And then Lil' Kim is on the track as the featured artist. So it, it makes perfect sense. Um, oh yeah! Still one of my favorite songs comes again. One of those songs I was talking about on the algorithm. It's one of those songs that pops up on the algorithm all the time. One hundred percent. Now it's crazy because to me, the first time I heard this song was actually it being sampled on a different beat. Oh, and wow. I can't tell you right now specifically what song it was. 
because uh, I don't remember, but I do remember hearing it, and it was. I remember it was like a loop of the beginning of the city. Oh, okay, yeah. So I was like, damn, this joint is vicious. And I I think it was actually a Charles Hamilton uh, instrumental because that nigga would just release a bunch of instrumentals. But the point is that I heard this joint and I was like, yo, this joint is tight. And then I finally, when we were fucking reviewing this joint, I was like, yo, this is that fucking song. So mm-hmm. it's kind of crazy, three, uh, you know, the whole shit, how it turned out that way. But yeah, not. Classic song, no, no question about it. Obviously, you got Lil Kim, Mary J. Uh, I would say it's like a, a classic, like unrequited love kind of anthem, but mm-hmm. in, a, in a very empowering kind of way, not in like a sad way, but more in like kind of like yeah, whatever. I'm still better than that bitch. Exactly. Now, look, some would go ahead. You, you might in, in 2022, you might call that toxic, but hey, man, in 1997, it was called love. Right? <laughs> Well put, sir. Well put. <laughs> um, but this is, again, this is one of those songs where you perfectly get the mix of hip-hop and R&B to give her her title of the queen of hip-hop soul. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's perfectly singable, but at the same time, you can kill a rap verse on it, too. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. It's hard as fuck, but still smooth as shit. It's the perfect combination. I think this is literally the perfect choice of a song to start this album with. Mm-hmm. And again, I, I feel like it was the perfect choice to bring Lil' Kim on this joint. Yep. To talk her shit because of the content of the song. If I told you know what you I mean? Like, like you want a rapping female to come on this joint and kind of give the hard uh, grittiness of yes. what they're saying. Yes. And I feel like Kim 100% brings that with her voice, with her delivery. It is just an all-around great execution. And I, I think that's just how we're probably going to describe a lot of this album is just great execution. All exactly. QB throw the booty like Mo ice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, when she was saying love you since the days of juice said, was she talking about big? Yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now I watch you play Columbo, Picasso, Trick Zach, and uh-huh. turn your castles of brothels. Uh, who you loving? Who you want to be hugging? Dipping on a Ninja Honda with Tanisha and Honda. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm over here like jamming out. <laughs> just no, <like> that's, <laughs> but see, that, that's how you know it's a fucking classic, man. I think we both can agree. Classic, classic with a capital C. Facts. But let's go on to the next one. Man. All right. So the next one is uh, Love Is All You Need featuring Nas. Mm-hmm. And this was kind of like a more of like a change up. Uh, I feel like as far as the beat goes, this is more. It was less. I, would, I mean, I wouldn't know. If, I don't know if I would call it like a hip hop sounding beat. Yeah, um, no, this was kind of more of an R&B song. But I mean. Nas's flow is kind of perfect for something like this. You know what I'm saying? Because he can—he's always been the one to rap over something a little smooth, a little more R&B songy, yeah, versus a lot of other rappers. Just because his versatility can do that. Yeah, nah, for sure. Uh, one of the things I wrote was not as hip hop as the last song with him. <laughs> yep. Uh, very, like you said, very R&B-esque. Um, yeah, and pretty much—I mean, it says it right in the title: "Love is all you need." Uh, and that's pretty much what, it, what it's about and just kind of and i feel like mary makes that point evident in a in a couple different songs like she that's like a very uh uh, uh it's like the strong central theme like, of the album kind of yeah. exactly yeah it's like the central <laughs> it's at least one of the central themes of the album mm-hmm. is that you know at the end of the day love is all you need so yeah i thought that was dope yeah and, and overall just a dope song and honestly it's a very very positive song and from the two albums before those were like Mary's very tumultuous years, which is why the, and I don't want to say which is why the music is so good, but you know, pain usually does bring out some of the best music that people have made. Oh, yeah. And this was like, Mary was like, 
more happy with her life not everything was about sadness her relationship wasn't fucked up she wasn't on drugs anymore you know what i'm saying so like shit is cleared up she's looking good and you can feel it all through this album there's so much more of a positive note and this is one of the most positive songs on it uh nas's verse verse pretty much just reaffirms everything that she says uh just adding in that it's it's all about loyalty but i've also always kind of felt that this nas verse doesn't really go with this song all the time until like he just like kind of threw in like words or switched up some stuff and made it fit for this song like at the end of the song yeah. he he mentions Barry's name and says all you need is love with me blah 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 but it feels like sometimes it's just what he's saying does not exactly match the tone of the song but i mean you know no and and you know i'm actually surprised uh i guess i have to go back and listen i'm surprised just because i would expect for nas to be able to you know, because he's Nas, yeah. you know, to be able to write something that kind of fit what's going on. But I feel like that's a, like, that happens so much, uh, yeah. I feel, in rap where, like, it'll be like a complete, it'll be like a love song. Like, let's say the song is a love, like, <laughs> the girl is like, yo, I love this nigga. And then the nigga will come out rapping, and he, he's talking about just hooking up with the girl. And it just doesn't really fit exactly what, you know, the, the, the original art or is the artist whose song it is is saying yeah but nonetheless um yeah i, I think that the the, the beat and, and the chorus on this joint is in, uh, infectious in a lot of ways it's very catchy uh this is the type of joint that like they'll they'll definitely mix in like in a cookout in the summertime but like it's a it just has a good oh, vibe yeah. to it dude this could be mean? a wedding um what do you call it a re- wedding reception song one of For those sure. joints that's playing like during dinner or something or during the little happy oh, yeah. hour you have before the reception actually starts. Little like, cocktail joint, yeah, cocktail man. reception. Exactly. Yeah, like, it's, a, it's a good song, It has, but it still has that chill vibe and it's not like out there. There's not cursing all through in it. It's just a beautiful song, even with the rapping on it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's It, it just fits a, it fits a lot of different vibes. 100%. All right, let's go on to number four, which is Round and Round. And again, another great song on here. And I love the chorus because it's just round and round I go. That joint is just vicious. You will never know. One of the things about this album that I realized going back through it this time is that a lot of these choruses are so fucking simple. Yes, but the but way they that they're performed is Execution. just. There you go. There you go. Oh my God. Because, like, we'll get to it when we get to it, but searching. Yeah. The chorus is literally just the word searching like half a dozen or like a dozen times, but uh-huh. it's saying beautifully and harmonized yes. and it just sounds fucking good. So like mm-hmm. the simplicity helps out with R&B sometimes because you don't 100%. always need to sing a dense chorus. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, I feel like in all honesty, uh, it's probably even better to make your chorus very simple so that it's more catchy and like I, like you said you know you're able to catch because i feel like with, with with r&b or with singing in general the first thing that i personally hear is the melody yep. like like before i listen to what they're saying is does it sound good to me does it make me feel good when i hear this shit? yep and you know then you go on from there what are they saying and so on and so forth but yeah no i i agree i i think that um I forgot what the fuck Paul was with. But yeah, no, definitely uh, melody is important for sure in R&B. Definitely. And uh, so, yeah. Oh, yeah, round and round. Yeah, that's what she's, it was. A, I mean, she's like 
basically just like she's ready to leave this messed up relationship Mm -hmm. described falling in love with someone you know that is basically just it's a toxic relationship really Mm -hmm. so it's just is i don't know you got to listen to the way that she just sings the song and this is one of the sadder songs on here honestly when you listen to her describing the situation and the way that Mm -hmm. she's singing it's like a like a lot of pleading like she's like yo what's going on like you know so i think this song is just really deep in that way but again simplistic chorus but it's followed up just beautifully with everything else yeah, so one of the things I wrote was uh, Mary had enough and she letting the nigga know. So rap. Facts. You know what I mean? Big facts. Cuz uh, tripping, so in return, Mary emotions is wilding out. She's <laughs> all over the place. You know what I mean? She's like, so, yo, yeah, so, what's good? What's good, man? Listen, and, and, and to a certain extent, I don't know if she really believes herself when she's saying, look, man, I'm about to be out here. I'm out the door. Fuck what you talking about. Because, you know, I don't know. She's still... She still fuck. She still loved the nigga, but it's like, nah, I can't. Like, I gotta stand up for myself yep, more or less. Exactly. But, 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 going back to what everything you said as far as the uh, execution, I agree. I think that the hook was simplistic, but in a very, very good way. I feel like uh, when your execution is is done the right way, I think simple works. You know exactly. what I mean? And, and you don't you don't have to say the most uh, uh, poetic shit in the world for it to for it to sound good, which is the most important part. Doesn't hey. sound good. Exactly. And yo, the piano at the beginning of this song, bro, the piano little intro that she does, because, you know, there's a Mm -hmm. bunch of little intros on this album. Not all of them are long. This is probably the longest intro on this album because they let the piano rock for a little bit. And before they hit the dun, 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 (laughs) so like, like, yeah, that John is that John's vicious, bro. But go ahead. Nah, you are. You are right. You are right. You are right. But um. Let's go on to number five, Share My World, which, again, is just a short intro into the next song, which mm-hmm. uh, is the title song, Share My World. So let's just go on to that one. Yes. Um, which, uh, again, title joint, uh, very smooth, slow down kind of beat. Uh, overall, great song. Uh, I feel like we're going to say that a lot <laughs> reviewing this album, but <laughs> overall, great song. Um while it is a good song, it's probably not one of my favorite songs, just because there's so many other good songs on here. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I do think that the beat itself is just fucking fire. It's just real fucking smooth. Facts. And honestly, I've always thought that the chorus was kind of like almost hypnotizing by with yeah. the way the the harmoniz- the way she harmonizes with herself really uh mm-hmm. the way it goes i feel like it's almost like a little hypnotizing but it, this is yeah. uh, this is another one of my favorite songs on the album uh growing up with this it wasn't one of my songs but it grew on me throughout the years yeah no 100% i feel like the hook is very uh captivating and uh especially when she does a little la, 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 <laughs> yep so, and that's one thing that I think that Mary shows a lot is uh, her ability just to make a, a great melody, you oh. know, and, and I think that that's, uh, I don't know, that's probably one of the most important, it's equally as important as uh, your ability to write and your lyricism and your, your, I think it's equally as important, especially if you're, if you're a singer. Exactly, because it had you have to set a tone with that, exactly. and it's just like mm-hmm. a rapper's flow, like whatever flow you decide to use on that beat, it's whatever melody that you create to go over that song is what yeah. makes the song. So you yeah. yeah, again, the flow is probably what, or the melody is the flow of a fucking singer. Yep, exactly. So yeah, nah, one hundred percent. Um, 
I, I think the joint is dope, man. I think it's it's again very slower down, slow down joint. Another joint I could hear at a wedding reception yeah. cocktail hour for sure. No That's question. Actually, hilarious because I wrote on my notes. It uh, I love this chorus. It almost sounds like wedding vows. Yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. No, I, I agree one hundred percent. If you if you listen to it, share my world. Don't you leave? leave promise, promise I'll be uh, here uh, yeah. whenever you need me uh, near. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. No, 100%. 100%. And again, this sounds like some shit that you, again, you're going to hear at a wedding reception. You might hear after the fucking newlyweds uh, walk out of the church or whatever. It might yep. just be playing and lingering in the background. Something like that. That, shit, that could be a first dance song for real. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I agree 100%. <laughs> All right, let's go to number seven, which is Seven Days. Um, I love the beat of this goddamn song, and the lyrics are just fucking vicious. Um, basically it's a song about attaining someone that you've waited a long time for, but it's still kind mm. of a messed up relationship because you go through Monday, y'all was playing around Tuesday, you know, you're still doing that Wednesday, you, um, got away Thursday. You're like, all right, something, something's going on, blah, blah, blah. And by the time Friday, the nigga then came back, then you like, nah, nah, we can't fuck on Saturday. But by Sunday, y'all was banging it out. So, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But it seems like a very <laughs> cyclical, cyclical problem that goes on in this relationship. See, and one of the, one of the things that I wrote was the weirdness that comes along with hooking up with a platonic friend. Oh, and yeah. I feel like that's that's literally what this, to me, when I hear it, that's what the song is about. Just because, you know, she's saying that, you know, uh, one day everything's great, whatever, like, and then other days he's not there. Or, you know, it's just like, like you said, it's, it's a, a cycle of, of emotions and you're not really sure how to feel. And then she mentions not wanting to, to mess up a friendship. And again, these are all things that happen, uh, it, you know, if you, uh, you know, hook up or start getting uh, feelings for a, a platonic friend. Mm-hmm. And again, I, I think this is a thing that, you know, a lot of people go through. And I feel like this is a very well explained version of how that shit typically goes. 90s were vicious for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> nah, 100 percent 100 percent But nah, yeah, I, I think this is a very, very dope song. Um, very smooth joint, smooth outro at the end. Uh, I thought that was pretty dope. I think it played over, like the beat was just kind of playing at the end, and whatever instrumental was kind of going over, it was kind of doing this thing. But yeah, that, that joint was dope for sure. But yeah, nah, seven days, another good song. I wouldn't say it's one of the best songs in the album, but it's it's like it's up there. It's like it's definitely mm-hmm. not a throwaway track. But because but there's something you can you can get out of every song on this album. So I don't think any of the songs are throwaway tracks at all. I tell you why it's not one of the best songs in the album because the next song is one of the best songs on the album, <laughs> and that of course is its song featuring. Featuring Redacted. Nah, right. I was about to say featuring he who shall not be named. That's <laughs> what I wrote on my shit. <laughs> featuring Redacted, yep. aka Mr. R. Kelly. Man, mm-hmm. listen, man. Now, when I started uh, first listening to this joint, Cooper will tell you one of the first songs that I sent him was <laughs> "It's On," and one of the first questions I asked was like, "Please tell me that that's Mary singing the hook." And he was like, "Nope, it's Robert." And I was like, God damn, this nigga's good, man. I'm God telling you, damn. that's one of the biggest things that you have to come to terms with, with just about 
any R&B singer from the 90s or any rapper from the 90s is more than likely you're going to come across more than one song that has R. Kelly's voice on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you're gonna be like, "Fuck this nigga," but you're gonna be like, "Fuck this song's still good." <laughs> yes, it um, always goes that way. So I'm always I'm on train. I'm on I'm on team. Don't officially play R. Kelly. That doesn't mean other artists. So if you're, if you're listening to a Mary J. Blige album and one song mm-hmm. happens to feature this nigga, that is permissible. But do not go oh, look yeah. up this nigga's music at all. If that shit pulls up on a goddamn shuffle. I hit next because I'm not I'm not doing it. <laughs> now, to, to be fair, you know, one of the things that, that you specifically pointed out was this kind of sounds more like an R. Kelly song featuring uh, yep. uh, Mary uh, as opposed to a Mary featuring R. Kelly song. But nonetheless, this is on the Mary J album. Yep. Uh, so we're going we gonna to listen to it. and We're going to talk about it. And if y'all don't know by now, we both fucking love this song. This is a fucking banger as far as the r&b song goes uh just the hook goes fucking crazy uh pretty much they talking about it's pretty much about hooking up with somebody that you know you've been wanting to for a long time and yep. for whatever reason it hasn't happened uh intentions are high and again we've all been there so it's, it's a crazy feel whatever so yeah just a dope song uh i hate the fact it had to be redacted in this joint oh, but listen man, man that nigga good what do you want me to say man I mean everything from the music composition to the melodies that they that they sang with to just the just the the composure of the lyrics to the song the song is fucking good I'm sorry oh yeah I hate to like big up anything that has to do with that nigga but like this this is Mary's shit fuck that nigga yeah and again you know we we also talked about the fact that this kind of even sounds like it was written entirely by r kelly yeah but fuck that who cares this Mm -hmm. is on a mary album exactly and this is a fucking great song uh really really good song i think all around this is just this is like one of them like timeless songs oh yeah this is this is this could this if if they had tried it if they had played it right it could have been right up there with like ain't no mountain high enough and like anything sang by luther vandross <laughs> mm, yeah pretty much <laughs> pretty much I, I think i would have to agree with that <clears throat> all right let's go on to uh number nine which is just another interlude thank you lord and again basically just as they did thank you lord a little bit of vocal flip here and there but it's not really more than anything and you know all black people whether you were a rapper or a singer had mm-hmm. to give thanks to god mm-hmm. either at the to. beginning Somewhere in the middle on an interlude or at the end. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I literally just wrote down quick shouts to God real quick. Oh, yeah. That's literally what it was. That's all it is. But it's a beautiful shout out to God. No, it is. It definitely is. It definitely is a beautiful joint (laughs) right in the middle of the album. uh, Nine tracks in. Literally death smack right in the middle. So I thought that was was a nice little placement there. But let's go on to number 10. Uh, which is one of my favorite joints on here, and I it's missing you. Yes, and and what the first thing I wrote is, ooh, this song, this joint ooh. is hard. Hey, this is like a slow dance type joint if there ever was one, and pretty much, man, Mary's in denial. She's saying she's not in love, but God damn it, this girl's in love. Man, I'm telling you, this is it's it's a super interesting beat too. Cause I feel like it's definitely not a normal R and B beat on this. 
Uh, but the chorus, I think, is one of the strongest parts of the song. It just hits you right there. Just like, hits you right in the feels and makes you want to fucking tear up a little I'm bit. I'm you like crazy. Mm. Mm. Body mm. and soul mm. is mm. aching. Yep. Um, uh, yes. Oh my God. That's a, mm, it. Just hits you right there. You like. You know she is suffering. She needs this nigga to come back so she can be a whole complete person again. I even like the. Uh, I believe it's the. Um, I guess the pre-chorus or the the bridge where it's uh, is uh, she's like wanting or I forgot what part is that, but but literally right before the the chorus comes mm-hmm. in. I thought that that part was dope. Uh, all around, just a really dope song. Again, probably one of the slower songs on the album, uh, but just really, really hits every note. And yeah, you can hear the passion behind what she's singing. I thought this was a dope, dope song. Oh, no yeah. question about oh, yeah. it. All right. <clears throat> Let's go to my absolute favorite song on this motherfucker. Number 11, Everything. Uh, again, like I said, it's my favorite track on here. It is sampled by a song called Everything by The Stylistics, which is a very good song also. <clears throat> Confessing that because of this person, she is happy. The chorus is just so fucking simple but beautiful. And I think what, what, even, what even made this song more memorable and more loved in my eyes is that if you actually watch the music video for this song, she's like on mm. an island like in the Maldives or somewhere. The shit is beautiful. She looks oh, beautiful. Shit. Like... It's it's a ridiculous like it hits a different tone, you know what I'm saying? So I would suggest mm-hmm. also watching the video after we're done here. I will. So yeah, but like it's it's gonna make you feel a completely different way about that song because it's. But again, one of my favorite songs on this album. I have nothing bad to say about this song. I sing that I was singing this song earlier when I was listening to the album again. So yes, perfect song in my track, in, in my opinion. <laughs> Listen though, I I asked you before we started recording. I asked you what your favorite song here was, and you said that very song. And I almost knew you were going to because for me I felt the same exact way. This is probably my favorite song on this on this album. Um her harmonizing on this joint is fucking crazy, dog. Like Ooh. it's fucking crazy and it works so well. Uh again, the bridge on this joint is fucking nuts. The hook is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um everything about this joint, no pun intended is really really fucking good um i think she shows her abilities very well on this song uh just all around just all around from songwriting to uh to her her you know vocal abilities to just her understanding uh where to say what and how to say it and things like that all very you know small things uh she shows why she's a fucking go right exactly and and honestly i'm gonna go back to what you just said about that goddamn harmonization because man oh man mary she y'all don't even realize you listen to this and it sounds like she got some backup singers in the joint. it did kind of right singing it no mary is harmonizing with herself in like with two to three different pitches you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. yeah or or sometimes four depending on the fucking song so it sounds like the original flavor destiny child is standing out there nope it's mary doing all four parts Mm -hmm. i mean god damn it that's that's talent i don't know i don't know many artists that can do that outside of like of living artists outside of like mary and mariah carey those are the two Mm -hmm. that i can say can do it the best. Like I, I know other artists can do it because I've heard them do it before. 
But even yeah. Beyonce ain't on that level of harmonizing with her goddamn self. No. She sound better this, with, with Kelly and Michelle. Mm-hmm. No, 100%. No, 100%. That's, and, a, you that's know, a special skill right there. I'm sorry. That's a special skill. No, yeah. And, and again, I, I think it shines like glass through on this song. Uh, uh, not only the hook, but again, the pre-hook as well. I think it... She does her fucking thing on this joint. She sounds amazing on this joint. Uh, again, my favorite song, your favorite song on this joint. Yep. So I don't think we can say nothing else. And again, like, if this, I would say this. Uh, I didn't come up with a suggestion for today, and I doubt you did either because I didn't even say nothing to you about <laughs> nah, it. So my suggestion, if there's anything that you listen to on this album, make sure it's this goddamn song. Everything. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. And um, I, I agree. I, I feel like this is a, a song that no matter what you're really looking for in an R&B song, you'll find it in this joint for sure. Like, exactly. no question about it. And yeah. Into the next joint, which is number 12. Okay. Keep Your Head. Yep. And of course, the title track. The title of the track says it all. Uh, if you're having a fucked up day, or even if it's just Wednesday and you're trying to get through the week. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like this is a perfect song to play. And for real, for real, even if you're not having a fucked up week, even if you just kind of want to lift your spirits up a little bit, a little bit this is definitely, yeah, definitely that kind of song. I feel like to me, uh, really dope song. I, I thought this one was dope. No, I fucking with it too. I love the beat on this song. I think it's one, probably one of the mm-hmm. best samples that's on this album, for real, for real. And it's just, like you said, it's just working through the rough times no matter what. Uh, can't go wild uh, solo if you're solo because you can't go wild because if you're solo, the only person that's going, you're going to hurt is yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so. again, that's that's one of the main things that uh, I feel like she mentions on this joint is that you're only hurting yourself. Uh, you know what I mean? When you're kind of keeping yourself in a, in a fucked up position or in a, in a pretty much in a, in a low position or whatever, you're not keeping your head up is only fucking you up at the end of the day so again mm-hmm. some shit that i feel like we all need to hear from time to time you know a lot of us we like to wallow in our pity sometimes and uh, i think this is a pretty much you know a song against that and i thought i thought the jones executed very well and uh yeah a dope song no question number 13 again probably one of our combined favorite tracks on here can't oh, get yeah. you off my mind featuring the locks uh yes again another favorite track on again this 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 song is the perfect combination of hip-hop and R&B. 100%. And, you know, I, I feel like, for one, very, very young-sounding locks. Bro, I was about to say, not so raspy. That's what I put, not so raspy. Uh-huh, Nobody not got so raspy. And even even Styles and, and Sheik, they just they just sounded like they were young as fuck yeah. right here. Yeah. Now, now for, for, for all my locks fans out there, right, if y'all have ever heard the cream freestyle uh featuring biggies on it it's biggie and the locks and that was very early locks i think that was when they had just signed a bad boy um and it sounds just like how they sound on here Mm -hmm. so that tells me it was probably around the same time i know this is in 97 and biggie died 97 as well so uh that's crazy the locks is one of the few rap groups that came around in my lifetime and has not disbanded. They have been mm-hmm. the locks the entire yeah. time. Yeah. Hasn't been no new members. Hasn't been no... Well, I guess if you want to include uh, Jay Hood like for like two months or whatever, but <laughs> I, I don't know if he was ever part of the locks. Nah, I feel, I like, feel he like he's part like of the, the, all the rest of them new... new uh, 
all the rest of them Wu-Tang niggas, they were just affiliated. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, facts, facts. But the core, you know who the core was. Mm-hmm. It's always been Style, Sheik, and Looch. That's all, it's always been the holy trinity Style, right Sheik, there. and Jada. You said, said? you said Style, Sheik, and Looch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least I gave Sheik, Looch his credit and named him twice. <laughs> no, boo. Because typically, typically niggas might be Styles kissing Jada or something like that, mm-hmm. but I definitely said Style, Sheik, and Looch. I was like, I love it, hey. but that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, Jada, you already know what it is, man. It's you know it's love, all man. love. But yes, you're right. Uh Sheik, Styles, and Jada. Mm-hmm. Uh they they has been them from the jump. And to this day, uh, I believe they released the album uh, a year or two, yeah, maybe about three a, years about ago. About two years ago. And again, it was still Fire. Kiss, Styles, and Sheik. So you already yep, know, man. Exactly. It, it, it's you gotta love when you see that. It's always been my favorite uh, rap group. I feel like I just love what they stand for. I love their music. And just, let's be real, man. Jada Kiss is one of the best rappers of all time when you hear the nigga rap. Exactly. That's the, so, but going back to this song, though, I agree 100%. I think that uh, this is a perfect uh, combination of R&B and rap. I think that uh, both all three, Kiss, uh, Styles, and Sheik, did their thing on this joint. I like how they did the little... Uh, that each each dude got a uh, maybe like an eight bar or maybe even a little less than that, and it kind of just fit right in. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I think this is a great way to showcase uh, the locks. And as we were saying earlier, uh, according to Kiss, Mary's was very instrumental mm-hmm. in uh, in them getting a deal or at least even getting the attention of Diddy. So <laughs> definitely uh, one of the early early locks. Uh, songs you were mentioning this is probably one of the first times we ever even heard the locks as far as on a, on a mainstream artist song mm-hmm, exactly uh so this was huge definitely i'm sure that this this probably did a, a really big deal for their career yeah and mary and, let them uh, get busy on the jones she didn't just you yeah. know demote them to some little thing where they all had like maybe like three lines each to say she let them niggas rock and they went back mm-hmm. and forth and did their whole thing they did what yeah. they do as the locks and it was vicious in order to to let them have that type of 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 freedom on an mm-hmm. established artist track, you know what I'm saying already? Yep. Yep. That just just shows that she had that faith in them. Like just like oh, you said, yeah. she brought them to Diddy, got them the deal. She had that faith in them, and there's like just cements that. And I think it's great. I think it's just like you know, uh, one of my favorites helped put on another set of my favorites. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey, listen, man, it was that bro- it was that Yonkers connection we mentioned it earlier. Yep. Uh, you know, you gotta look out, and just like if it was a motherfucker that's from Wheaton, Maryland, and 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 I'm in the position of somebody out, you're you're more inclined to help people who come from where you come from. That's exactly. just the reality of it. So I'm glad that Mary was able to take that stance, and yep. uh, she definitely lent a hand to these young fellas back in the day Facts. who grew up to be legends. So gotta yep. love that. Yep, yep. Yeah, let's let's go on to uh, number fourteen, which is uh, get to know you better. Um, and yeah, dog, this is pretty much Mary just saying, look, man, I fuck with you, but I'm looking for that long haul. I'm looking for that uh, happily ever after. Uh, I need that. So unless you try to work on that, deuces, nigga. Basically, so, put it right out there. Said, look, if we're going to do this, got to get to know each other better. Mm-hmm. 100%. I thought, I thought the hook was, was catchy. Uh, I thought the, it had a, a good melody to it. And, uh. I would say this is probably one of my least favorite joints on the joint, but I th- I still think it's a good song. Yeah, no, but, I, I have to agree with you. It's not one of my favorites, but still a very, very good song. 
Yeah, no, 100%. I agree. All right. Let's go on to number 15. Again, another good one. Searching features Roy Ayers. Um, I'm pretty sure. I think Roy Ayers. Let me look it up. Let me not be stupid. I think I, I've definitely heard Roy Ayers before. He's another oh, He's another jazz uh, something. Producer. Yeah, producer. Oh, yeah, I see it. I think he might be a jazz artist, too. Yeah, he's a jazz artist. Remember, uh, he's American funk soul and jazz composer. So yeah, music. You, you're right. You're right. You're right. So he probably helped to uh, to compose that this track. Probably, which makes probably. sense because the pianos and the, the drums are ridiculous. Um, mm-hmm. And the core again, another like this. Like we, like I said earlier, this is probably the most simple chorus on this entire thing. But the harmonization and the execution behind it is so fucking ridiculous like it's just, it oh, just yeah. makes it incredible she shows off her vocal skills with the ad libs towards the end which is something you you've heard me bitch about with newer artists like when we did the snow allegra joint she mm-hmm. showed a little bit of something on one of the songs but you didn't do anything like that for the rest of the songs i was like where are these ad libs where they're you know really belting it out and letting you you know get get all that emotion out um this yep. is the type of shit i'm i'm talking about uh towards the end of this song so like i think that this song is just another phenomenal joint the beat itself is just chill. It's another one that you can have on at a dinner party mm-hmm. or just a, a, a kickback or you can have it on at the wedding reception or, you know, or at the cocktail hour or whatever. It's very, very versatile. So, Yeah, 100%. I also really like the message of this joint. Uh, ultimately, I feel like what Mary was trying to say was that, you know, everybody's searching for what's going to make them happy when in reality is right in front of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, and again, that just plays off of what it what the hook says all the time searching. And I feel like the fact that because you could you could probably argue that they that the hook was a little too long of her just saying searching, searching. But at the same time, I feel like it kind of added to the whole what she was trying to say of like people are spending so much time searching or whatever the fuck they might feel like is gonna make them happy or whatever the fuck. And I feel like that was like her, and again, I really don't know, but that's just my interpretation of it. I feel like that was her uh, kind of, you know, showing that, yeah, dog, motherfuckers really out here wasting so much time searching for some shit that, that isn't even really real, so. Exactly, you know what or I mean? searching I, for I some shit when you already found what you was really looking for. Exactly, exactly. So I, I, I thought, you know, I agree. I thought this was a really dope song, very well executed all the way. Um, yeah, really dope song. Alright. <clears throat> We're gonna slide into number 15, Our Love. Now, I'm gonna say that this song sounds like something out of, like, the 1970s. Sounds like it should be, like, a girl group on stage with a full mm-hmm. backing band. Um, but that's how I think is one of the biggest, the strengths of this song is because it sounds different while still sounding the same. Has a great yeah. message. And, again, yep. the vocalization... Mary's vocalization during the chorus is outmatched. She's got like four different tones going at one time, dog. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. She this is an infectious fucking song to listen to. It's a catchy goddamn yeah. song. It's like upbeat but not overly upbeat, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no. One of the things that stuck out to me uh is that I wrote very happy in quotations love song. And also, it kind of sounds like very optimistic about love in a way. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, and, and that's kind of the whole uh, joint that she that she's saying is that you know their love is gonna last through everything and it's gonna be great and everything. So it's very in a very optimistic manner. So like you said, it's not a super upbeat song, mm-hmm. but just the 
what she's saying combined with the actual uh, uh, sound of everything is very, I think, uplifting in a way, optimistic. Uh, and I thought it was a dope song, man. I thought this one was dope. Definitely. Definitely agree with you. So let's let's go on to the uh, to the last joint, which again, man, look, we both we both know how we feel about this song. This is one of them ones, 100%, no question about it. Of course, not gonna cry. Now I was not aware of this, but I'll go ahead and uh, give uh, let y'all know that this is also on the waiting to exhale uh, 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 soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Of course. I was informed of that by my co-host here before the show, so I'm not going to act like I knew that. (laughs) But nonetheless, uh, wow, man. Great, great fucking song. Uh, I think the execution of the hook, again, super simple. Mm -hmm. Another another one that's super simple, but just the execution, her voice, she knew exactly what tone to say it Mm -hmm. and how to say it and when to say it. And it's just execution at its finest. And I would say, like, the, like the lyrics are pretty you know specific towards women but even as a guy if you're going through some emotional shit with your girl or whatever and you you mm. do you hear that chorus man you i'm not gonna cry i'm not mm. i mean that joint will hit you dog i don't care oh yeah that joint hits a different way but again uh-huh. that's the execution with mary and her voice her tone how she chooses to play that joint the the, yep. the amount of emotion that mary can show in, mm-hmm. in her voice in songs is absolutely amazing. It's one of the reasons that she's one of my favorite artists. It's because oh, yeah. whether she's happy, whether she's sad, whatever fucking way Mary is feeling, you're gonna feel that shit when she sings that song. Mm-hmm. Remember, yo, during the Super Bowl, when she sang uh, No More Drama, I'm sorry, every yeah. time Mary sings No More Drama, that joint fucking hits. And it, it's even worse now because the same shit she was talking about back in 2001 when that song came out is mm-hmm. the same shit we're dealing with now. So it's like, God yep. damn it, this song hit hard as shit. And that, again, I, oh, yeah. off point, but that was my reasoning for why she sang that song. Because it's like, oh, all the mm. songs were curated by Dre, but Dre didn't do that song. He didn't produce that song. No, right. but America needed to hear that song. <laughs> no, why. yeah, for sure. No, and and, and again, it, it definitely made sense 100%. When, when, you, when you think about it, it definitely made sense in, in that regard. But um, yeah, man, just uh, I think this is, again, one of those songs that it just she just shows her artistic uh, abilities all around uh, from just the little things to the big things to everything all around. I think she just kills it on this joint. One of my favorite joints, definitely. Like you said, even if you a guy and even if you want to play tough, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, this is still that joint where you could kind of like, you know, interpret it like, yeah, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna let this person bring me down. Ultimately, exactly. it's kind of what it's saying. I ain't gonna let this person make me sad. But she that's ul- ultimately. She, oh no, go ahead, go ahead. She ultimately go ahead. No, that, that's that's. I was just gonna say that that's ultimately. Uh, the message for me is that, you know, I ain't going to let this person bring me down. Exactly. And just listen to the, the story. It, it, the song is a fucking story. It, mm-hmm. it, it just exactly. tells the entire story. And ju- you're just like, fuck. Like, damn, she's going through it. Like, this is some fucked up shit. Like I said, it makes you hit that emotional note every time you hear it. And it's just like, Jesus Christ. Like, this is this is some deep shit. And, and I feel like most people, whether you're a guy or girl, whatever, you've been through something like that. You know what I'm saying? For sure. For sure. So we can all relate sure. on some kind of level. Hell yeah. Like, if you're going through some shit, I can hear this joint in the car playing, and you're over here like somebody did you dirty. Mm-hmm. And you're like, God damn it. I'm not 
Boom. Yeah. You just mm-hmm. sing along to the joint. Hey, nah. Mary did her fucking thing on yep. this hook. God damn. Again, it's super simple. Yep. All that she's saying is I'm not going to cry a bunch of times. But it's something about, and again, I'm sure we've said this before, it's not always about what you're saying, but it's about how I'm you're saying it. And uh, just, yeah, man, just the whole package. And, and I think this is a perfect example of that. And I feel like this is the perfect song to end this album. And, you know, me, mm-hmm. I'm usually on the type that, like, I want to be, you know, I would love the energy on the way in and the energy on the way out. That's usually how I, mm-hmm. I always say how I like things. But, bro, the energy is in this motherfucker. Oh, the yeah. power, the emotion, like, no, this is the perfect, I like, this song belongs nowhere else but at the end of this song, of the end of this album, mm-hmm. in my opinion, because of the gravity and the emotion in this song. Like, it's it just brings the album to a fucking emotional Point, you know what I'm saying? Just bam, just hit I you agree. over the head with it, and it's like it's one of those things that's good. That like I think it's it lives on with you about this album. You're always gonna remember that song because of mm-hmm. how fucking good it is. Oh yeah, 100. percent And again, we always talk about uh, people potentially taking a track off for the last track, or it's just not fitting, or it's just whatever. I think it's rare that the last track is one of the best songs in the album. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and and when it happens, I appreciate the fuck out of it. So oh, yeah. definitely, I felt. I felt that way about this joint for sure. Facts. All right. Well, we've reached the end of the album Share My World by Mary yes, J. Yes. Blige. Um, so what are your final thoughts on it, sir? I'd love to hear this. Listen, man. Uh, like I said, before we got to reviewing this album, I knew Mary as being one of the uh, just, I guess you could call it pioneers of, uh, I guess, I don't know if you want to call it modern R&B. Would you call it? I can say that or, yeah, or, or, because it's she definitely helped change the way R and B was given out. Because like when Mary came out and had all this like you know more hip hop sounding to it, then In Vogue mm-hmm. did it, and you mm-hmm. know T O TLC has always kind of had more of a hip hop sound, like it's been like a pop hip hop sound to them. Right. Uh, but yeah, like it, it definitely opened the door for the the Brandies and the Monicas, mm-hmm. you know, and eventually definitely. the Mayas and. Everybody who came after them, the Aaliyahs. So, you know, like, she really opened the door and let people do all type of different shit. Because, yeah. again, before Mary, no one was really combining hip-hop and R&B like that. But then Brandy came out, and that was one of her major things on her first album. Same mm-hmm. with Monica. You know what I'm saying? Same right. with, I mean, Aaliyah started out different, but then she branched off. And then with Timberland and Missy, hit that different sound with the hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, yep. Mary, I think that she was one of the, definitely the godmother of kind of that sound of R&B yeah. for the 90s. Yeah, 100%. 100%. So, um... Yeah, so, I, yeah, man, I thought this was a really, really well done album. Uh, I'm happy I was able to listen to it. I'm happy I was actually able to sit down and take a good, you know, listen to it. Because like I said, I had never really done that with a Mary album. And I think this is a great one to do it with. I mm-hmm. think that there's very few, if any, actual misses on here. Woo. I think if... if Boy, if, you ain't if, lying. If, if, if anything, there's just songs that aren't as good as some of the other ones. <laughs> like, like I think that's just the only way that I could really put it. Because, again, there's not one song on here that I will say is not a good song. We it's will just, agree 150 million percent on that point right there. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so, yeah, man. I, overall, I enjoyed the fuck out of this joint. Um, I love me some good melodies. Like, that's one of my favorite things about music is as 
shitty of a singer as I am, I love fake harmonizing along <laughs> with, with some really good melodies. Cause I feel like melodies is the first thing you hear. Yep. Uh, when you when a song catches your attention, like when 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 something catches your attention musically, at least to me, is always gonna be the melody first. Yep. And then after that, you're like, holy shit! Not only does it sound good, but they saying some shit too. Facts. So it's like, okay, I'm with it. But um, yeah, so I really appreciated that listening to this joint. All around, really dope album. I'm gonna go out there and jump out there and give my give my score. I'm gonna give it a nine, a solid for for a nine. 2.5 maybe even a 9.5 out of 10 okay okay I respect it's 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 very close to being a perfect album I would say. there you go very close well you know i ain't even gonna sit here and hold you slim <laughs> y'all already know how i feel about this john right here boy we already know cuz we already know <laughs> but yes this album i feel like I, I go back to it because again like you said it's probably one of the best r&b albums of its time Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I don't want to say that it's underrated because back in its day, it was the top of the charts. They even it was such a popular album that they had the Share My World tour live album made from it, <laughs> which was also vicious as fuck. So. <laughs> but you know, you know, an album, an album is huge and is loved if they're just going to go ahead and take the entire first tour and make a, a, oh, a studio yeah. album out of it. You know what I'm saying? For sure, for and, sure. I mean, I didn't, I didn't. Unfortunately, I didn't get to see Mary at this time, but Mary was my first concert that I ever went to, and I went. Oh, to, was it? Yeah, I went to see her in 2001, um, and it was after she did the No More Drama album, which is the one um, with the, with the song No More Drama. Right. So that would have been the album after this. Ah, uh, okay. So but she probably she, performed a lot of these songs realistically. Man, she hit everyone. She hit, uh. not everyone, but she hit every vicious one I'm talking about. Yeah, she yeah, definitely yeah. did everything. She did Love Is All We Need. She did, of course, Can I Love You. Um, she did Not Gonna Cry. I ain't gonna mess with you. I think she did Missing You. And I think she did maybe one more. But of course, you know, she was concentrated on the No More Drama album. Of course. But of course, she yeah. still had her first two albums to go back to with all the mm-hmm. hits. I'm Going Down, Real Love, all that stuff, too. So, you know, mm-hmm. I think she did like a medley of that stuff, like the first two albums that she performed mostly that and then Share My World stuff. But I mean, you know, like, again, I don't want to get off topic, but this album is phenomenal. If you are an R&B fan or if you are interested in getting into R&B like my man here, this is an mm-hmm. album I think that you should definitely check out because, again, it fucking fuses hip-hop and R&B and it makes it a little more digestible. Uh, and I, I think it's just a good entry point into it because it's a phenomenal album. 100%. I agree. I agree 100%. Um, as my first uh, Mary album that I've listened to, I'm definitely going to go back and listen to a couple more. Uh, I think that that brings a grin to my co-host's face because that's, <laughs> that's this nigga's that's who that's what look man from from day one my man always brought up mary 100 so i was like all right we gotta listen to the mary hey, hey, so hey. i'm happy that we were able to everybody knows that i love mary like i said my mama bought me tickets for my first concert at age 18 to see mary there you fucking go hold on so so what are you what are you giving us is it a 10 oh yeah i give it a 10 straight up 10 10 10 okay Tens. It's a ten. Ten. It's a ten. <laughs> I love that movie. I gotta watch this. Just, you know what? <laughs> this random thought. Actually, you know what? My suge- I, I got a suggestion. God damn it! Watch okay. the replacements, but also watch Varsity Blues. 
because that and those two and probably any given Sunday are probably mm-hmm. three of my absolute favorite football movies of all time. Bruh, it, it's so many football movies that are like are. in that same category. There I feel are. Like. And there are and so many of them are good. But like these yeah. are because I mean, like, and I can't say anything to what is it? Uh, the, the the Denzel Washington one where he was the coach. I can't remember what that was called. Remember the Titans. Ah, I remember the Titans. Yeah, that was a yeah. phenomenal joint too. But those three, for some reason, will always stick out in my mind as just the most enjoyable joints. And you know what? I'll add Adam Sandler's The Longest Yard to that bitch. Longest Yard. Did, did, did you ever watch Rudy? I did watch Rudy. We watched it as a as an inspirational movie on a way to attract me one time. No, on a way to attract me. No. <laughs> Hey, that is funny as shit for him to pick that movie because pretty much what they're saying is that like, like, because I think he what happens is that he goes in at the end of the fucking game or something like that, right? Uh-huh. Like, like the last game or something like that, and like he gets in, he gets in for like one play, it gets fucked up. He gets <laughs> fucked up, dog. <laughs> is this really what you want? It's like, <laughs> it's, is this the message you trying to tell me? Is that you trying to fuck me up, Bruh, Come on now. Nah, it's funny because I remember watching that movie as a kid thinking, oh, he's about to be like vicious or something. For some reason, he's about to be like the little vicious nigga. But then you kind of find out that he's just the little nigga. He's not vicious at all. He gets to play like one play. And I don't know, dog. I don't know if that's a a message I want my kids uh, listening to. But hey, basically, basically. But yeah, let's go ahead and end this episode there before we get too far off topic. Because you know how the fuck we get. Um, so we were just about to start talking about Coach Carter and all kinds of bruh, basketball. Movies don't even now. get me started on the goddamn basketball movie. No, no, we stopping this right now. <laughs> we're gonna have to have a movie stop. episode, but right now we can't do that shit because we gonna nah. be out here for like another half hour at facts, least. Facts, we can't do it. Sorry, <laughs> just reminiscing and shit. I'm saying, dog. But uh, thank you for for listening as always. Uh, yes. Any any words of wisdom you like to give to the folks out here while I pull up the information I'm supposed to read off at the end of every episode? Oh, uh, shit. Listen, <laughs> man. it's uh, I, We've been told y'all about getting in good T-shirt shape. And what I mean by that is looking decent in y'all T-shirts, man. I just want to let y'all know it is now officially summer. Mm-hmm. Or actually, maybe next week is officially summer. But nonetheless, it was 90-some degrees out right here in D.C. today. Disgusting. So... It's disgusting out here. Ugh. All I want to say is, if you got them titties, the sweat is definitely shown from underneath them joints. If you a dude, yep. all right? If you a dude with titties, and I'm saying that as a dude with titties, all right? I'm just letting y'all know. But I'm saying that to say that y'all still got time to be respectful for the end of the summer mm-hmm. when niggas be having the end of summer cookouts, when maybe COVID is, the spike is going down mm-hmm. and it's not as crazy as it is now. So people start having cookouts again. You want to show up in a good T-shirt, not looking crazy. Mm-hmm. I seen a nigga at the bus stop the other day stretching his shirt out, thinking nobody was watching. Well, guess what, nigga? I was watching. Yeah, I'm sure and everybody I, else is watching. And I'm trying to, not to yeah. show it. <laughs> and now everybody who listens to this is knowing that you was doing that. Bro, don't be <laughs> like my man at the bus stop looking crazy, stretching out your fucking T-shirt so that it fits better. Mm-hmm. Nah, dog. You either go buy yourself a 2X or fucking get in better shape, all right? That's all I'm saying. And yo, yo, you can't have the titty sweat 
and the back sweat. Because, you know, we already team big boy. You're going to have yes. the back sweat right there in between the shoulder blades yes. and shit. That's that's a given. That's something you cannot stop. But you can't have you the titty sweat in the front. That's just, you can't have that. You can't have that. Hey, and God forbid you have that along with the armpit sweat. Because Jesus Ooh. Christ, you're going to look like the most stereotypical fat nigga that's ever lived, dog. I'm telling you, is your deodorant. Strong this summer. Two applications per day. That's how I do it. Please. Hey, listen, man. If you don't do it twice, man, you fucking up. You, you as a fat nigga, that's a mandatory thing. I'm telling like, you, you just gotta much. know. Sweat as a big much. boy, you gotta know. Hell yeah. You gotta know. And make sure y'all niggas is showering every day. Oh, at yeah. least once a day. Whether it's in the morning, like hopefully in the morning before you go to work or uh-huh. before you go to bed. Make sure that y'all niggas is sweating, is not sweating. All day, all Bruh. night, and then sleeping in the same shit, and then getting back out there funky. Nah, that don't work in the summertime, baby. That's some maybe in the wintertime Fuck. you can get away with that, but nah, you can't maybe. get away with that in the summer. You can't get away with that in the summer. Nah, 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 nah. nah. You can get away with that, like if you don't leave the house and you just like in bed all day. In front and of even the AC. then, <laughs> and even then, yeah. But, but you know, if, and you probably definitely get away with that in the wintertime. But in the summertime, when you out here sweating. And you got all kinds of everything going around, and nah, mm, dog. Showers mm. every day. Take them fucking showers, man. Exactly, exactly. All right, y'all. Well, y'all know where y'all can find this. You can find us for your listening pleasure on SoundCloud, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Spotify, Radio Republic, and Google Podcasts. You can find us on the Instagrams and the Twitters at HQ Podcast. And yes, it is all spelled out. Yes, sir. And you can also find us on Facebook. Just go to Facebook.com, search for Hip Hop Heads Podcast, and we are there. Not the Hip Hop Heads Podcast, just Hip Hop Heads Podcast. Seems yeah. to be an issue. But uh and and on that note, um, as I like to say at the end of episode every episode, be good. And if you can't be good, at least be the best you can be. And if you can't do that, man, go listen to a Mary J. Blige album. Get him. Then we change it up for the week. No. You are everything. And everything, and everything is you. There you go. I'm going to go play this motherfucker again one time. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. We love you. Take care of each other. Wash your hands. Wash your ass. Be good. Stay the fuck away from COVID. We out. Peace. Peace.